Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And like Jack Daniels or something. It's a Lester Fiesta. Come and join the festival. It's a Lester Fiesta. And we're having fun. All you want. Good evening and welcome to the Big Strong Leicester Boys podcast. Uh, I'm looking at some very dishevelled faces uh, in front of me. I can already tell this pod is going to be fantastic and uh, I will explain why shortly. Um, I'm joined by the full set this evening, which is which is very, very exciting. Um, the band is back together, um, but not in one piece. Um, so I'm joined joined by Rick, Jordan, and Jake, um, all of whom I saw saw yesterday, uh, and all not in very good shape, really. I, I don't think I'll start with you, Rick, because we were talking about upset bottoms before we mm. uh, before I press records. How yeah, are we doing? Yeah, not good, mate. One of the more worst hangovers this is in many, many, many years. I didn't get out of bed till 6pm. Um, other than for a couple of dashes to the toilet. But um, yeah, I'm not good. I'd just like to apologise to anyone who came to the quiz last night that any poor behaviour, I'm really, really sorry. Um, apologies for last night. So. Apologies for last night. So. <laughs> Um, I don't know how we follow up on that. Jordan, how are you? I'm actually feeling all right now, but similar to Rick, I uh, well, I got in at five. I turned my phone off and gambled that our game was going to be off, so it was a relief when I woke up at 12 and it was off. And then I stayed in bed all day and watched the snooker and then got up to watch Man City and now got the snooker back on. I had an ice bath. I feel a bit more human after that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um and after a few weeks away, we are rejoined by Jake, who's had quite the adventure, I hear. Yes, hello. <laughs> yeah, so I got in about 2pm. 
so yeah, I don't know where to start to be honest. I think I... the last twenty four hours have been pretty mad from meeting up yesterday morning to go to the football and and everything that's happened since then. <laughs> you know, there's quite a lot to talk about. But yeah, um kind of glad to be back on the, the pod. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird, didn't it? Because I, I'd imagine that was what we were supposed to be talking about—me being away and being back again. But I suspect there's going to be another story, which is going to be far more kind of prominent in in the podcast today, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think I think it probably will. Do. I think I think we need to start there because I guess a lot of people that follow the pod will probably follow you on Instagram and may have been slightly concerned to see some of your Instagram stories. I'm delighted to confirm that you are in one piece, I believe anyway, mm-hmm. uh, and you're back at home. Um, do you, where, where do you want to start? Do you want to, I don't should, know. Should we, should we walk, <laughs> should we walk through the day and then almost, almost get to the evening and then we can come back to the game afterwards. So you, what the, the post pre quiz or, uh, or, or just, yeah, maybe, maybe just, maybe just start post quiz because uh, thank you for everyone yeah. that did join at the quiz. We'll we'll talk about that a little bit, but great success. We've raised uh, over seven hundred and fifty quid for Lamp, which we're really pleased with. Great cause. Uh, evening went pretty well. People seemed to enjoy it. Um, it was a it was a hotly contested quiz, but I think uh, I can't even remember the name of their team now. It's H's team basically. It was like LDA Old Boys or something. Uh, that that ran away with the with, with the prize, and then you know post that we obviously ventured out into into town. I think I I left you about one or something. I'm, I'm way too old for that. I was just standing there with Joe, basically being like, "We're the oldest people in here," um, and uh, and I left. But but then I woke up this morning to a series of WhatsApp messages from you mm. explaining kind of quite what had happened. Do you, do you want do you want to just walk us through it? Yeah, um, I mean, you were only the the oldest person in there because Rick didn't get let in, worth pointing out as well. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's, there's lots of strands to this story. but um, So yeah, we, we, we went out after the quiz. I think there's me and Jordan remaining. And I think it was about 3am. I decided to, to get an Uber home. You know, and it's a bit of a trek. I was standing with my parents other side of Melton Mowbray. Um, <clears throat> and obviously it starts snowing. So, you know, it's a it's a pretty hefty Uber, as you can imagine anyway. And I'm thinking, this ain't ideal. As we start to drive, it gets heavier and heavier and heavier. And yeah, um, we get to about three miles from my parents' house. I mean, bearing in mind, we've been going for well over an hour at this point because he, he didn't drive any quicker. And I did actually an Instagram story on, on, the, on the dual carriageway thinking this Uber driver's going to hate me. Um, and then lo and behold, I'm on the phone and then I just hear a big bash as he, as he slides off the road straight into a lamppost. <laughs> um, <laughs> so obviously it's pretty heavy snow and like, and it, it is proper country roads as well. So it's because pretty apparent we're fucked. Um, it's gone four o'clock in the morning there's not many options really so my Uber driver Raz sorry there's so much to this story um, Raza he's having a panic attack bless him 
like a proper panic attack, thinking, fuck, what is he going to do? Um, I mean, there aren't many options, to be honest. But I tried to remain calm. I was like, right, I'll, I'll give it a push. So I'm out the front, like, shin deep in snow, pushing from the front, but it ain't moving. And then fortunately, I mean, God knows, a four by four drives past. Obviously, Caesar's in the ditch and, and stops and lockets a four by four, and he's got some kind of tow rope, pulls us out. Um, and so, bear in mind, I'm only about three miles from home. And he was like, well, What do you want me to do? Like, he's, he's like, He's having a panic attack, saying, I, You know, I, I can't go any further. So I'm like, Okay, look, fine. I mean, obviously, this is pretty shit. So let's just turn back and, and head back to Leicester. And um and yeah, we'll kind of then make a plan from there. And we're we're literally it, it, yeah, you're talking five, ten miles now, because the snow is awful at this point down the country roads. It takes us fucking ages to get back to Leicester. Kind of long story short. I'm saying mate will just take me to like the, the Premier Inn or Travel Lodge near the station. I'll put myself in there, have a few hours kip, and then just get the f- first train tomorrow morning. So Raza, bless him, his car's crumpled in two, and we're driving around Leicester, <laughs> and he and he's stopping at every single hotel possible, and they're saying that no room, no room, no room. I'm calling up all of them, they're saying no, and um, yeah, it gets to just before seven a.m. and I just said to 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 Raza, I was like, mate, can I just kip on your sofa for a couple of hours because no one's no one's there's either no room or they're not going to let me in, and even if they do. It's going to cost me about a hundred quid just to sleep for two hours, um, you know. I said so. So yeah, so bless him. He drove me back to his, um, his wife and kids fast asleep, and uh, <laughs> I would sleep on on, on the Uber driver's sofa before he took me to the train station this morning, <laughs> and and yeah, he got back home at two p.m. So yeah, pick your way through that. That's the the long story, but in the shortest way possible. <clears throat> Well, firstly, was what what? How much was the fare? Well, sixty quid. <laughs> and obviously, I've still had to pay that. Obviously, um, did it include B and B? No, no, it, it, it hasn't. But I mean, I'm not kidding. He was driving around every. What a bloke! Bit, bit he sorted you out there, big time, Jake. I mean, he was very thankful for me for being so nice and understanding and calm um, in the situation because he was flapping. But no, <laughs> he he drove me around every single hotel. Like we're talking like hours, which obviously he didn't have to do. But equally, you know, as as thankful as I am for for Razzle, I mean, what else, what other options were there? You can't just canny. Like, where else am I going to sleep? Could have just left you in Leicester, to be fair, couldn't he? Well, you, you, your sound's getting in and out here. Are you standing away from your laptop? I'm downstairs. I'm near the phone. No, no, it's just, I think, I don't know. Some Sometimes we can't hear you. All right. That's better. <laughs> well, I'm not moving. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, what? there weren't many options. It was, yeah, it was a shit situation. And me and Raza bonded, and that's what we did. Well, good bloke, Raza. Well done. Um, yeah, that's that's unbelievable. Rick, are you still awake, or have you fallen asleep? 
I'm just resting in between chats. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know where we go from there. Do we uh, do we talk about the West Brom game? Because that's probably what people will have tuned in to listen to. What yeah, we it, yeah. What we can you can tell you can tell who's had an ice bath because me and Jordan have both had ice baths today, and actually <laughs> we've got more energy than the rest of you. Yeah. Oh. So there's a lesson to be learned for you. It was very cold when I got in. I did start sort of yeah. It wasn't wasn't very nice. So obviously the West Brom game, a two-one victory. Uh, and a late one uh, at the Hawthorns. Uh, Jordan, you were there alongside me for parts of the game. Um, what did you make of it? I really enjoyed it, mate. I've, I was saying after that I don't think I've enjoyed a Leicester game like that for a long time. And I can't remember the last time we scored a stoppage time winner because I'm not having Ricardo against PSV. That was in the 80s. Cassidy? It was in the 80s. Well, away, away from home. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought we deserved to win anyway. Um, and you know, the last two away games this week, Sheffield Wednesday and West Brom, I thought we deserved to win both games, but um, it's quite frustrating some of the comments that you get in the, in the away end. Um, I mean, I, I what I don't understand is if these people do they not watch the best teams play? Do they not watch Man City? Do they moan about that? Do they moan about how Tottenham and Arsenal are playing in Liverpool? I, I don't understand, they, they must know what we're trying to do. Um, but yeah, obviously, when we equal, uh, when they equalised, um, people were losing their head, uh, and it was just a long throw, wasn't it? And I think Justin headed it away. It came back in. I watched it back this morning, and uh, Ricardo's a bit unlucky because he's on the floor and he just tries to prod it away, and it just ends up going straight to their lad, and he scores. But what a reaction to get the winner! Um, it was fantastic. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about Winksy a bit later on, but yeah, it was a great day. Um, Left the house at eight, thankfully got in slightly earlier than Jake at 5am the next day. And I can't remember a lot of the, the day after the game, to be honest. But it was it was brilliant, mate. And I thought, like I say, I thought we deserved to win. And it was a huge win for us. Um, it was. Uh, Rick, I'm presuming you managed to see a little bit more than the extended highlights this week because it, it was on the telly. Oh, yeah, I did. I, um, I agree with what you're saying. I think we deserve to win. Um, I don't think there was a great deal of chances created by both sides. It wasn't one of those games, but we managed it well second half. Um, and yeah, when they equalised, it was tough to take because I thought we were well worth getting a one 0 win. But yeah, I mean the pace that Wink showed for that goal. I actually on TV I thought it was Cassidy, which having thought about pace and um, Cassidy, it was obvious it wasn't him. But yeah. Um, I mean, the, I've seen the goal so many times and each time I see it, it looks like it's gone wide. I, I don't know how it's gone in. And had he, had he missed it, I think we would have been, um, we would have been obviously devastated. But, um, yeah, I think it, it could be massive for the season. I know we're, we're top and have been top for weeks and weeks, but it feels like a sliding doors moment, that does. Um, what it now does to us through to Christmas, we've got some favourable fixtures, but as we saw in the week, doesn't necessarily guarantee wins. But we have we've got a nice run now. Leeds and Ipswich got some tougher runs, so it'd be nice to see us at least you know, well maintain what we've got. But if we could pull away a bit more um, before Afcon when we lose players, 
But yeah, all round great. I thought Dewsbury Hall, Winks and uh, Diddy were brilliant. I think we've missed those trio playing together um, uh, when Ndidi was injured. But yeah, I ain't got a lot else to say, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that, mate. Um, I'll ask you about beans and little sausages shortly. I, I do agree with you. I think indeed he's up there with being one of our most important players now, I think. And actually the Leeds game, I think we missed a player like him big time because it's not what he does just going forward defensively. Obviously, we know his qualities as, as a ball winner, but sort of winning a few times yesterday, we won the ball quite high up the pitch, which yeah. I think made made a big difference. And he's he's really... This this little dink cross that he's he's done, that's two or three uh, two or three times he's done that this season. And um, as you say, Jewsbury Hall for a for a bloke that's five foot seven. And I know I've I've been a little bit critical of him in the past, but I, I thought he played really well yesterday. But his his heading is is underrated now because that's two mm. two headed goals he scored. Unlucky against Leeds. Um, so yeah, we, we should definitely talk about that. But. Um, Jake, aside from uh, from your cab incident, you, you were you were actually stood next to me for most of the game. What 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 were your thoughts on the game? Um, yeah, no, I think you know echo a lot what what George said. To be honest, I thought that we were decent, and I think that West Brom are one of the better teams in the league. I know I've said that about loads of teams, then I <laughs> in the championship. <laughs> and usually it means that they're going on a, a terrible run. But I do generally think if you look at West Brom's squad, you know, you, you look at the manager and they're in real good form as well, you know, to, to go there and, and win. Um, again, in terms of agreeing with people, I think, you know, what Rick said, maybe a sliding doors moment. I think if you if you break down some of the games we haven't won this year, you can, they can be kind of be easily explained in terms of, you know, just it, it not going in or as being off it. But I think that, that, that yesterday we we really had to to had to find something after that Sheffield Wednesday game and 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 they did I think it was a good reaction you know and to, to concede so late on and then to go on and, and, and score as late as what we did I really do think that'll be that'll be big for the for the team and you know looking at our next run of fixtures I like the look of them so so yeah hopefully hopefully we, we kick on from there and that 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 result of Sheffield Wednesday is a bit of a kick up the backside a bit of a wake up call but you know in terms of the performances as well I thought. I thought there was plenty of good ones. I think I think everyone was a, a six or seven. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I thought personally, I thought Jusby Hall had one of his his best games for for a while. I thought he was so influential, and I know that you know he's someone that obviously divides opinion. But I've been kind of a big backer of his and and supporter, even when he hasn't been kind of playing particularly well, because I just think he's so effective, and I think that that even when he isn't playing well, and I know this sounds a strange thing to say, he still impacts the game positively. And I think when he's not there, you, you, you miss him. You know, and the Winks goal, it's no coincidence whatsoever that once again in the 90-odd bloody minute, it's Dewsbury Hall with the legs bombing up and down. It, it's always him. You know, if, if it's him carrying the ball up the pitch to there's a little bit of a, um, what do you call it? to kind of get out of jail sort of thing. He, he takes the pressure off of his, his running ability. And, um, you know, it's an underrated skill in many ways. But, but yeah, I thought I thought he was great. And I just loved the celebrations as well, what he scored. And then at the end, yeah, all round, I think a, a very, very, very positive afternoon for us. Uh, yeah, it was very positive. And you say divides opinion. I think, I think if you play like that every week, 
I won't say we'll be absolutely fine, but I, I don't think he would uh, divide opinion. I thought I thought he was excellent yesterday, and not just because he got a goal and an assist. I think his, his contribution generally was was very good. Um, and it's it's interesting now looking back at the three games because in many ways that the late goal we were chatting after the game may, maybe that papered over a little bit a few cracks potentially. However, if you look at it another way. Watford won again yesterday. I think they, they either won or drew midweek. So they're they're in good form. Uh Wednesday, did they Wednesday won yesterday? Yeah, they did, yeah. So I think they may have turned a corner potentially. I think their new manager's decent. So we were we were bang average on on Wednesday, in my opinion. I I wouldn't have it any other way, um, in terms of analysis other than we were crap. But West Brom obviously came into the game and all the polls I was seeing online were backing a home win so I think I think that's a very as you say I think that's a that's a very big result in the context of the season but I'll ask the question to you Rick do you do you think that papered over any cracks um well it papered over the cracks that we um struggled to deal with a set piece or you know bought quite a standard set pattern of play into the box um, like we did against Sheffield Wednesday. I mean, Sheffield Wednesday, it seemed like whenever they were launching the ball into the box, we we didn't deal with it very well. Yesterday, I thought defensively we were much better. I thought we Vestergaard had a good game, fast did. Thought we we defended well, but yeah, as Mareska said, we need to be. If we are only going to be very tight, you know, one nil, maybe two nil at best, you've got to be able to see out games. Um, and we very nearly didn't. But then, you know, after we conceded both on Wednesday and yesterday, well, we scored the winner yesterday, but against Sheffield Wednesday, we had a great chance to win it. So we're the mentality, once we do get that disappointment, we, we don't let it get to us and we, we do, do try and push for the winner. So I think that's a real positive. But my only, my only concern I've still got at the minute, which I think we can improve and hopefully we will do, is I... We not cons- uh, we've not created that many chances, I don't think, in the last couple of games. Watford we did in that second half, but we can, for all the possession we have at times, we can sometimes not make best use of it. Um, so, you know, it's fine. We're, we're, we're finding ways to win, and um, that's the most important thing. But, yeah, we there, there's still stuff to improve on. And finding consistency up front as well is another thing that we're, we're scrabbling for, aren't we? Um, yeah, we are. I mean, Ian actually was uh, obviously did well for the goal. I mean, he's done really well for the goal with the with the ball he plays through mm. uh, and does a turn in the in the first half. But it's interesting, in the last couple of games, he's left Vardy to play ninety minutes on Wednesday, and then he's left Kel to play ninety minutes on on Saturday. I mean, he does seem to rotate them and Makateri oh. rates with Fatou. But I mean, other than that. His strongest eleven now is, is very very obvious, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Any other players that stood out for you, Jordan? Yeah, um, I thought Justin had his best game um, certainly this season. And uh, again, I've been a bit worried about him at left back um, since Doyle's gone, um, mainly because he keeps having to cut inside every time he has the ball. But I thought he was excellent, as um, Rick said. I thought Vestergaard and Fez were both very good as well. Um, probably not Ricky's best game. Um, I thought I want to mention the keeper actually because he he did misplace a few passes 
And again, the the sort of abuse that he was getting from around me was just was just ridiculous. It was bang out of order. I mean, I cannot believe that we've signed him, and I, I can't believe that none of these top sides uh, or their scouts have seen him and and thought we'll take a punt on him because I think he's going to be worth well in excess of 30, 40 million if he carries on playing the way he is. I mean, not only is a, he's a fine shot stopper, but on the ball, I mean, he he's unbelievable with his feet. He's, I mean, certainly the best keeper I've seen for Leicester playing with their feet. Um, I mean, the, the slight reservations around crosses, but he's a Danish goalkeeper, so we should be used to that. Um, like Rick said, the Sheffield Wednesday goal and the, the West Brom equaliser are just fairly like routine hoists into the box in the last minute. And one thing I kind of didn't get lost on me yesterday, actually, is that the manager is Italian. Um, and I, I thought at Sheffield Wednesday, once we scored, it was like, right, that would do, keep a clean sheet, save as much energy for Saturday. And it felt similar yesterday, like once we got the goal, right, we just keep a clean sheet. And that is how the Italians do it. And they're obviously very good at doing it. But I'd much prefer to see us put teams to bed and get two or three, because I think we are capable of it. And you've seen, you know, Southampton away, Blackburn away, when teams have to attack, we have got that capability to counter-attack still. And we saw it yesterday, West Brom got a bit carried away and, and went for the win themselves. And as, you know, you've, you've all mentioned, I mean, that energy that KDH brings in the in stoppage time and Winks absolutely busting a gut to to keep up with him. I don't, you know, Winks, he's not the quickest lad, but he, when he... When he slid in yesterday, I was thinking, why has he slid? But he was probably absolutely bollocks from running 60 yards up the pitch to try and keep up with Kin and put it in. Uh, and obviously those two were outstanding. Uh, and so was um, so was Ndidi. Not really a, a, a worry, but again, like you said, Iheanacho was fairly ineffective. Mavadidi was, I know he hit the post with a deflection. Again, he was fairly ineffective and he, he was brought off, which is, is not something that Enzo's done this season. And I do think since Casey's come back from injury, he's struggled a little bit too. So, I mean, if you've been hypercritical there, you front three and didn't really create too much. And KDH and Winks, he bailed us out effectively in terms of goal scoring. But, I mean, I think Jake was a bit harsh saying that, that they were all six, seven out of ten. I thought they were more seven or eight out of ten across the pitch. Um, yeah, maybe a little bit harsh. I think the, the point you make about it being um, the lack of ruthlessness. I think that was my frustration. Like the first 20 minutes, I thought we were, I felt really comfortable after the first 20 minutes because I thought, you know, everyone was talking about how good West Brom were. And I I felt quite relaxed that I was like, we're, we're, if we play our best today, we are, we'll put this side away. And I think, I think that's my biggest frustration with it. And, and maybe what, what worries me with like the games against Wednesday and things like that. And, you know, I, I'm not going to get into another debate about you with you about where we're going to finish this season. But you know, Leeds, Southampton, Ipswich all won yesterday, and it's it's the ruthlessness I think we need to show that is is either going to decide whether it's going to be a more comfortable season or we're going to be in a bit of a scrap. I think we're going to be in a bit of a scrap because I think games are going to go against us because we do give ourselves quite fine margin forever, but then I appreciate I am Mr. Catastrophe and everything is, is going to go, uh, go wrong. But a man that sits in the middle of my opinion and your opinion, George, 
is Jake. So I'm going to ask him, do you think our lack of <laughs> ruthlessness is going to cost us? Um, if anything, yeah, it probably is that. I don't think we are quite scoring enough. And you, you look at the, the players in an attacking sense, we haven't quite nailed who is that starting striker. I mean, you can, you can spin it and be positive and say it's nice to have the three options. Uh, that's me including Cannon, but it doesn't appear to be much of an option because he's playing at the moment. And then you, you, you look at the wingers of Fatou, Navadidi, <clears throat> you want to throw Eunice in there as a, as a winger. And, and McAteer, none of them really are uh, me that they're... You look at our outstanding players and, and I just don't think they're in those areas. Well, certainly they're not, they're not playing like it at the moment. I think they've probably got the capabilities of doing so. I just think that you really need to to to, to be more ruthless. You, know, you, you look at, say, for instance, the game against Middlesbrough where we lost. We we were the better team, you know, and we didn't. I mean, we didn't put the put the chances away. But then also, I think something I mentioned yesterday to you guys is that I do generally believe that the teams that we face are different to the ones that everyone else faces, and, and by that I mean that you know when we play West Brom. West Brom set up differently to what they set up when they play Leeds or they play Ipswich. Why? I'm not really too sure why, but obviously they, they know how much we like to, to dominate possession and, and and they sit in. So it, it is really difficult to, to kill off a team, to, you know, to score lots of goals against a team which is sitting in. You know, where, where say, for instance, Leeds and, and Ipswich, their, their games are kind of much more high scoring, but I just think it's because that opposition is just setting up so differently against them. So, you know, I think we've, We've got a slightly different challenge to everyone else, and you know, as, as long as we keep winning more than we lose, which which we will do, I'm, I'm sure we'll have the the positive outcome that we all kind of want and expect. But, but yeah, I just think people need to recognise that 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 the way that teams are setting up against us is just completely different, and it's it's difficult. It is it's difficult to break these teams down, but we are making the chances, and we, yeah, we just need to be a little bit more clinical. And and what the answer to that is, I'm not quite sure because. Again, we all know I'm a big fan of Ian Acho, but he's, he, he hasn't been great last few weeks. Again, he was fine yesterday and, he, and he, he played a role in the goal, but I was very surprised he played the 90 when you've got Vardy and Cannon there. I find the Cannon thing slightly bizarre that you've got someone who appears with the footage that I've seen to be a natural finisher, you know, a goal scorer. So you, you'd kind of think that, you know, a fox in the box, those those kind of little chances, we need someone to grab a goal. It's it's perfect for him, but I know he's had an injury and, and no pre-season, so he, he may well be behind, but a little bit premature, but I'm I'm already questioning whether Mareska kind of ever wanted him and, and, and if he fancies him or not. Because as I said, we're we're not killing off teams and we know Vardy's limitations now at, at nearly thirty seven. So so yeah, I'm not quite sure what the answer is other than going out in January and, and signing another striker. But I don't think they'll do that because you're gonna to have to move someone on. And I think the squad already is is, is probably too big. So <laughs> that's a very, very long winded way of saying that, that yeah, I think that the chances away probably is the, the biggest issue because I think it was one of you guys yesterday mentioned that we haven't conceded more than one goal in a game all season. So defensively, we are sound, we're solid. So, you know, if we can find ourselves scoring three goals a game, that's a bleeding obvious thing to say, but we'll we'll win. But we're struggling to score two goals at the moment. We're certainly making it hard work anyway. Yeah, we are indeed. I think it was me that said that. I think it... Um, defensively, I think I, I was... I can't remember we me and Rick went on the Wednesday till I die podcast last week and I said that actually I think we're underrated defensively. 
because I think everyone talks about all our attacking talents. But the fact is, we've not conceded more than one goal in a game. I think we've what we've conceded eleven goals in nineteen games. I think eleven or ten. It's not very many. Um, so we're in really good shape there. I think twelve. Thank you, Jordan. Cheers, Stato. Um, so yeah, we're, we're obviously in good shape there. Um, anything else from the West Brom game that someone wants to talk about, Jordan? I can see I, your... Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying in terms of being clinical, but I do, you know, we, we have scored 34, which is the second highest in the league. Uh, we've got the best goal difference, obviously, by virtue of having the best defence. And what we were saying yesterday as well, the way we play, if you look at the chances that we do create, which we could create more, but the chances we do create, the, the quality of that chance is better than, you know, you should score most of the chances that we do create. And by virtue of keeping the ball, you obviously can see less chances for the opposition. So I do think we need to be more clinical. But that said, I think, you know, we've, got, we've still got the second highest attack in the league. Uh, and we're, you know, we, we've also got to think that this team is 20 games old. Um, if you include the Liverpool Cup game, I, I stand by. I still think in February and, April, and March and April, when the sun comes out and the pitches aren't like they were at Hillsborough last week, we're going to give someone a real hiding. Um, because you, you see, when teams have to attack, and like Jake says, half of them just sit ten behind the ball. Um, and when when someone has to come and get a result down the bottom because they need to get three points to stay up, I think we'll, we'll I think we'll batter someone five or six to be honest. Um, but we can't not talk about Winks because. I'm in love with the man. Um, and yesterday, I've got so like, I've got nothing bad to say about him. I can't sing his praises high, high enough. Well, he's when been he's... Nottingham, hasn't he? I think that's, you know, nobody's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's allowed one little glitch. Yeah. But when he scores, I mean, he, he, both of his goals, you know, QPR and West Brom are worth four points. They're both winners in away games. But he is just so happy when he scores. And I know he don't score an awful amount of goals. Do you think it's just because he's got a nice face? Sorry, mate, I didn't hear that for some do reason. You, do you think it's just because he's got a nice face? He That's has, hasn't he? He yeah. has got he's a really cute, cute lad, old Winksy. Yeah. Um I mean he's a he's an absolute heartthrob of the team, isn't he? Um but yeah, like even yesterday when I seen his interview after the game and you know, going up in the studio in his full kit was hilarious anyway. Um, I wonder why that happened. <laughs> Maybe some people were singing things about Sky TV, mate. Yeah, um, yeah. But he said after that he had never enjoyed his football more in his career than at Leicester. And he was obviously full of praise. I'm, I'm sure he's getting paid quite handsomely here. But, you know, at what a big club. Probably less than he's on his, a lot less than he was on the Spurs, I reckon. Yeah. Um, and that's what I mean. That like For him to say that, he's played in the Champions League final. And he, he's been competing at the top end of the Premier League most of his career. And he's and only, what, 27? 27, I think, yeah. So for him to say that he's enjoying his football is, you know, here more than anywhere else is just, he just gets it. And um, I'm not going to go down the road of slagging off last season's players um, because Yori was fantastic for us by and large. But when you get a player like that coming in and said he just wants to come back and enjoy his football and it's just so refreshing. Um, and I think it's a real... Uh, real credit to Maresca for what he's done. And, and like I think Rick said, but the celebrations at full time, I love that. It's very uh, as against the world kind of attitude, isn't it? And, you know, KDH is rabble rousing with his top off and Mavadili and uh, Fatu, I think, were doing a silly dance in front of the away end. But 
it's stuff like that and you just see how together everyone is and it, it's just so refreshing and it just makes you think that maybe relegation wasn't the worst thing um and and also cody another one who, who's not been getting a game but apparently when we scored yesterday he's he's running off the bench on the all, pitch all the bench were like i didn't see that but i mean suta was like on the pitch hamza was on the pitch maresca got booked for running on the pitch as well um but i i absolutely love that because what i uh what what i really enjoyed was the final whistle went and like wink shakes a couple of hands and then he just runs down to the away end and just like gives it the big in um which was which was unbelievable so uh so yeah there, there is a bit weird i mean had we not won yesterday, I think the knives probably would have been out for Maresca, which mm, I think you're right. And and I, and I've been disappointed that we've won, we've not won games. But I mean, I, it's quite it's ridiculous, isn't it? Like utterly ridiculous for for that to be questioned. I mean, even if we went and lost the next two or three games, like the start he's had is is just crazy. We've won 15 games out of 19. You know, arguably, we only need to win another fifteen games. You would say with a few more points, and we'll be we'll be home and hosed. So, it, I th- I think there is still, I think the, the the team have almost mismanaged their own expectations in terms of patience and things like that because they did have that spell where they played so well that I think everyone expects that every week, um, and it's just it's not going to happen, is it? We've you know that's. I thought we were good against West Brom, so I did. I did say after Sheffield Wednesday we hadn't played well for about six weeks, apart from a half against Watford. But you put that into a different context and go, well, we were decent against Watford and we were decent against West Brom, who we were two decent sides. So, so yeah, that's uh, that. That is encouraging. Um, are you are you still with me, Rick and Rick and Jake? You both look fucking. Yeah. Awful. <laughs> mm, feel well. The other thing as well to mention is. Although we drew against Sheffield Wednesday and that was a bit calamitous, you know, Ipswich lost uh, against West Brom and Leeds drew away at Rotherham. So since the return of the international break, they've not actually gained any points on us. No. Um, no. And I think that probably gets a lot like drawing away at Rotherham's as bad as, well, this may have been slightly better than Sheffield Wednesday, although maybe not so much now. Now Sheffield Wednesday have won a cut. Yeah, they won. No, they, yeah, won one, drew one recently. Um, so yeah, it just we haven't scored more than two for what was it? Preston was the last time we scored three. Um, there's only been yeah. three games that we've scored more than two, so it does feel like although yeah, we are we're scoring collectively. There's there's enough goals there, but not at the minute. I think that's where we do just need to sharpen up. Um, yeah, yeah. And one other thing I thought was quite interesting, because Fez obviously had a knock, uh, came off half-time mm-hmm. against Wednesday. And, and George, you mentioned Cody. Um, it Interesting that Fez potentially wasn't fully fit, yet he played him and didn't play Cody. Because I, I didn't think Cody was bad against Sheffield Wednesday, but I... I thought he was probably a little... He was almost playing like as a full right-back, which Fez doesn't quite play. He's a little bit more tucked in. And actually, I don't think that helped us trying to play out. I'm not sure how comfortable he is there because he's not used to playing sort of right side of a three. But I think that's quite interesting, Rick, and one that we've talked about. Because obviously, uh, I think we all made the grand assumption that at some stage, 
he would come into the team. Mm. If Vestergaard and Fez are fit, I now can't see that because I thought okay. Vestergaard had another good game. I mean, the header at the end for the the, the amount of times he, he's... I don't know what's happened to him. Maybe it's confidence, but he jumps now and he mm. looks big. He used to jump and he used to get smaller, but he's yeah. winning headers now. And he's, you know, the, there was a towering header against Sheffield Wednesday. He actually looks like a threat. And for so many years, I've looked at our team and thought the other team are bigger than us. And admittedly, set pieces are probably still a little bit of our weakness, but the amount of times he gets his head on stuff, it, you know, he's, he's not going to get dropped. And, you know, Fez, I did wonder if he was still on the pitch against Sheffield Wednesday, whether he would have won that header because he wins a lot of headers for us as well. But I can't see Cody coming back into the team now, which, which is which is interesting. Mad, isn't it? That to think, and it you know not through any fault of his own, really. Yeah, he's had a handful of games, and don't think he's played badly. Um, I actually don't think he played badly against Sheffield Wednesday. I don't think it worked the, those three of them, as you say. But I thought he played all right. But he's got to be better than that. He's basically got to probably put man of the match performances in to get in. And I think that's probably unfair expectation. So, um, yeah, he's just going to be one of those patiently waiting in the wings. He strikes me as someone who's that's not going to get to him. He'll want to play, of course, but I don't think he's going to be negative about it, um, mm. which is positive, if that makes sense, because, um, yeah, it could put Maresca in a tricky spot if, uh, if not. But, yeah, we'll see. There we go. Right. Have we covered everything we wanted to cover on the West Brom game? I'm seeing. Can I go back to bed now? I'm bad done. Well, (laughs) I I think I think we're going to do a shorter pod, so I don't think we've got too much more. But I do think we should talk a little bit about the quiz because obviously uh, there were lots of people that couldn't make it. Make it. We had a few questions about whether it would be recorded. Parts of it recorded, and you would have seen elements on it of it on our Instagram story today um my particular favorite was uh my friends at the new york foxes put uh stop oil on <laughs> rick's chest and said that we had a protester run on midway through stage but um i feel like it it went reasonably well and we we had some lovely feedback from people and people did turn out in in good numbers so thank you to all those that made the effort to to come along we did we did really enjoy it i think um yeah thanks thanks to the venue i, I don't think they'll be thanking us but I, we didn't you know no, no, it was all fine but there were, <laughs> there were a few few areas that may have not gone as smoothly as others um couldn't give out any jameson for free unfortunately so a lot of people went home with bottles of jameson for uh reasons of uh, licensing laws apparently um so yeah but uh, but yeah, thank you to to those that that looked after us. But um, Rick, I think I think we're probably going to have to sort of talk through your your celebrations and and what went through. So for for those that weren't at the quiz, we did an entire round, which was which was like the picture round, except Rick was on stage acting through a number of celebrations, so ten <laughs> celebrations. And how uh, you know the the morning after the night before, how how do you how do you feel it went, Rick? It, it knackered me out, to be honest. I kept doing laps of the um, in, out one door and back in the other, didn't I? Um, yeah, it went all right, I think. I don't remember all of it that well, but um, yeah, the, um, 
some of them were difficult to remember and act out. I didn't feel like I had enough space. Um, but yeah, I, hopefully I didn't offend anyone. But if I did, I'm very sorry. Which, which <laughs> one was your favourite? Um, I think you did Jerry Taggart very well. Yeah, yeah. Taggart was good. That did hurt my shoulder, though. Um, got a little, I need to get in the ice bath, get that. A little bit sore this morning. Uh, the, the Riyad Mahrez one was, was obviously difficult, I'll be honest. Um, yes. I, I only knew it as Riyad Mahrez because obviously I knew the answer. I'll be interested to know how many people got that right. But it's very hard to do a knee slide, isn't it? And and mm-hmm. and, and not get the knee slide right. And, and then like sort of... Slid on the slide, on the floor. Mm, and roll over. I, <laughs> I don't think you quite got the, the fist pump yeah. for Riyad. He had a little fist pump at the end. Oh, of yes, he did, didn't he? But Akin Bai was good, mate, considering that wasn't actually part of the quiz. That was yeah, I don't know what. I, I should have put that in there. And, you know, fortunately, uh, I, I did actually get some of the answers wrong to the quiz, which people point out. But, you know, it's all, <laughs> it's all part of the learning process, isn't it? So, Was it David Pleat, wasn't it? Was yeah, one. David Pleat. Yeah, I think that was one. As far as I'm aware, no one else pointed me wrong out, wrong on any of the questions, so... But um, I, I thought it was a good quiz, considering I did none of the questions. I kind of played along myself. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone said it was quite hard, but then the winning score was 37, was 37 out of 50, though. I feel like that's... That's decent, isn't it? That's decent. So, I mean, mm. if we made it any easier, we would have needed yeah. to do the tiebreaker question. So, you know, I think... Uh, this is on. the point where I can say that's the only trophy that LDA will ever win. Right. Um, that what called, LDA old boys, is that what they're called? I think so. I don't know how they're going to split a signed shirt between four of the four of them. Well, <laughs> I forgot because there was another prize actually, uh, which I um which I'll give a shout out to on the pod. So the Space to Breathe Collective have given them a month three yoga uh pass in Leicester. So I'm very jealous of that. I know mm, you are, I know you are. So we we're all gonna have to head down there. Because because uh, the bloke from there's there's messaged me, but they very kindly donated that as well, which which is absolutely brilliant. So uh, so yeah um, yeah, it's it, the, the prizes were. I think I think we did quite well on the prizes. So um, so yeah, thank well, you to, thank you to Dave at Space to Breathe. Appreciate that. Yeah, I definitely think there's uh, there's room for some big strong hatha yoga somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to head down. Sort Rick's shoulder out. <laughs> oh. um, I think Rick's tight, tight in the mind, tighter in the mind than he is in the body, though. To be fair, so we need to, we need to release <laughs> his mind. Emancipate myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So, uh, anything else you want to talk about the quiz? Anything that was reasonably memorable? Any stories for people? Um, I just thank everyone for turning up on their Saturday night. And it was a long day, wasn't it, after West Brom? It so was a long everyone day, that had been to the Hawthorns as well, to actually turn up in one piece was a bit of an well, achievement in itself. Yeah, we were LCFC Lee was in the front in the row in front of us. So only the second time I've met Lee, but what a bloke he is, what an Instagram account he runs. So very nice to see him. I know he, had a, he had a good day. Um so uh so yeah, it was, it was just brilliant to see everyone. It's, it's genuinely mad to think that people, well, they might not be listening after this week's efforts. <laughs> this has been a four out of 10 podcast. If we're, yeah. if we're lucky, aren't we? But... Yeah. Um, we've given so, yeah. everything we've got. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, apologies. 
for, for last night again. Um, should we? Uh, any any other business, George? No, not that I, not that I can think of. Just got a good run into Christmas now, way before we play it switch. So take ten points out of the next four. We've got, we got Plymouth Plymouth Saturday. We've got Millwall. We of course got Millwall in the cup. Um, and then who is it after that? Rotherham, isn't it? Rotherham. No, Birmingham. 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 Birmingham, oh, Birmingham then Rotherham. Yeah. 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 So reasonably decent run. A bit of time in between, so should be all right. And you know, hopefully, like I say, ten points. What that puts on about fifty-five, fifty-six by Christmas Day. So, and um, before we play it, which that'd be nice. And then, we're, so well, we're about halfway on now. 56, what happens if we're not on fifty-six points by then, Jordan? What forfeit are you going to do? It's <laughs> not going to do any forfeit. No. <laughs> but we're we're halfway there now, so keep ticking them off. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think. Yeah, beans and little sausages. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got absolutely. Jake's got, got some. Jake's got some in. No, I have. Um, I'll warn you. It's kind of on a serious, sad note. Like I've got a serious thing to to add today's podcast. Um, I was thinking about not saying anything, but um, I think I should, particularly off the back of podcast and, and the live show being raising money for, for LAMP um, obviously with the mental health and, and, and men's mental health which I know we've spoken about a, a fair amount before and, and raised money and, and supported and obviously it's it's a cause very close to, to Jordan which he kind of advertises a, a lot um, but yeah so obviously I've not been here for the last few weeks, month or so and look you know I've, I've, I've been fine I've just had to the point that you know, I felt a little bit kind of overwhelmed by by life, and I needed just to take a break and, and a step back from some bits and pieces. Um, but look, genuinely fine. Um, but then over the weekend, um, there was a guy I know who who worked at a football club who had a bit of a, a, a breakdown and, and went missing. Um, was found in the sea in Cornwall, but luckily he's okay. They got him just in time. And then when I was on the way home last night, obviously I know we've spoken about the, the trauma of that, that trip home. I received a message to say that somebody I worked with or worked with at has sadly passed away. And I was told a couple of weeks ago he was struggling. And, um, and yeah, and that was obviously kind of really hit home as I'm, as I'm sure you'll you'll imagine and understand. So I just wanted to, to say, obviously we're raising money for, for LAMP, men's mental health. And we did that yesterday. And just a, a stark reminder that it's a, it's a thing. And so it's happened to, to two people very close to me over the course of the last week or so. And as I said, even with my own life over the last month. So I just thought I'd kind of mention that. And, and once again, kind of, you know, if you've got any issues to, to talk about it, I know when I said to you boys, you know, I need a little bit of a break. Um, you know, Jordan's kind of message to see if I'm okay and, and that. And look, you know, genuinely, I've, I have been fine. But, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of throw that out there and uh, kind of anyone who can support and, and support and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I just I just wanted to, to end. I know it's a serious and, and sad note on the pod. But, but yeah, I just thought I'd mention because yeah, it's, it's been a strange weekend. And yeah, well, 
well, firstly, well done for mentioning that, Jake, because um, well, it takes a lot of guts to do that. But I, it puts into perspective, I guess, why why I think Lamp's such a great cause that we we did it for last night. I think Richard Richard talked about you know the work that they do, and I had a chat with Liam on on Thursday, and like help is really hard for people to find out there. So, um, you know, I think Liam was saying to me, you know, the seven hundred and fifty quid that we raised last night will help one person, which is brilliant, but it's obviously demonstrates how, how difficult it is to get the, the help out there. So we did put a link on our, it's not, it's not why I'm mentioning it. It's a bit of a, I don't want it to be too contrived, but uh, there is a, there is a link on our Instagram story to lamp. So obviously we raised some money last night, but you know, if anyone wants to donate any more than that, there is a link there. It all goes towards that brilliant cause, but yeah, as I say, mate, well, thanks for mentioning it. And, um, and yeah, good to have you back on the pod, but you, we all completely understand why. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, all good. Um, and yeah, hopefully back on pod and, and normal duties will will resume as of next week and, and hopefully can actually get to some games as well, which would be nice. But yeah, no, lads, glad to be back. And uh, and yeah, nice to, nice to have a win to talk about. And yeah, enjoyed the quiz very much so. And uh, following 12 or God knows how many hours it's been, it's it's been a... A weekend I won't forget for a while. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we're on better form uh, next week. There might it's been a distinct lack of energy, really, hasn't there? If, you, um, if anyone can see me and Rick, you and Jordan look okay, but me and Rick are literally horizontal, just about muster the energy <laughs> to pick up a phone and put it close to our face. Uh, yeah, you've well, got about a two out of ten from us, and you, you two, my breath as well. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us what Oscar said to you earlier? It was Darcy said my breath smelt. She was saying it was unpleasant. It's horrible. It really is. Got to go and do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll call it there. Thank you for your time, chaps. Uh, thank you to those that have listened. Um, you know, probably not our best performance of the season today, but, you know, we'll be back bigger, stronger, uh, and potentially less hungover next week for you. Thanks for listening. Hopefully. Podcast Network.